Welcome to the Frederick Effect. I'm the host, Arsene Jr. This podcast is about perception and reality. August is National Black Business Month, so this season we are discussing this glorious holiday. This episode is entitled National Black Business Month in Action, where I discuss the importance of black business, entrepreneurial trends, and the legacy of Black Wall Street with my guest co-host, Alonzo. You may want to listen until the end because we have some special guests drop in and share insight on the importance of National Black Business Month. Thanks for listening. This is Arsene Jr., a.k.a. Federic, and welcome to the second episode of the Federic Effect podcast. I'm here with my guest co-host, Alonzo, to discuss National Black Business Month. Our emphasis is young Black entrepreneurs because so much is changing, but shout out to those OGs out there who've been holding it down since forever. So Alonzo is a Florida native and owner of Black Souls Sneaker Resell. Yo, it's so good to be here and make this thing happen. Thanks for joining us, brother. Yo, yo, what's good? Yeah, it's so great to be here. So thank you for having me. Um, like my brother said, my name is Alonzo Fedrick. I am a South Florida native, Broward County specifically. I am an owner of Black Souls Reselling Business. And also I am a student, a junior student at Morehouse College, biology and chemistry double major, public health minor. And I'm just happy to be here, happy to be engaged in this conversation. And let's get into it. You know the vibes, you know the vibes. It's the HBCU crew going on over here. As Lonzo said, he attends Morehouse and I will be a student at Howard University in the fall, PhD student. Um, So let's get into it. What have we been up to since the last episode? In 2019, we brought you the Federic Effect podcast on all of these platforms and we took a little pause. You know, life happened. Um, And in that time, uh, Charlemagne the God has launched the Black Effect podcast network. And I mentioned that because the part of Effect, it has the same name. And um, I just want to let folks know out there, our listeners know, we've, we've been out here doing our thing for a little minute in 2019, as I mentioned, and of course the Black Effect came, but that doesn't mean that you can't listen to both of the platforms, all of the platforms. So we definitely want to shout out to uh, The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, the whole entire Black Effect podcast network, and it's built for Black listeners. Go ahead and check that out. Again, um, <clears throat> When we say, well, have you been been up to? Uh, there's COVID-19, um, and we're still in the midst of COVID-19. So much is happening. Um, so definitely sending up positivity, uh, prayers that we can come out on the right side of this thing. Um, so y'all make sure you are getting the correct information. You want to make sure you are countering misinformation. Uh, folks in our community are being targeted uh, when it comes to this. So make sure you're making informed choices that work for you. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about my current business venture. So I recently started a business, uh, Federic Styles, where our motto is our motto is uh, feel alive while looking good. So we bring affordable, high fashion styles, particularly for suits, um, to anyone who's interested in you know wearing a suit for an occasion. So if you have a wedding, if you have a funeral, if you have an interview, if you have a political campaign, and the list continues, uh, definitely go ahead and check us out. Um, you can find us at Federique Styles, Instagram, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-Q-S-T-Y-L-E-S. And then, of course, www.federiquestyles.com. Along, we'll talk a little bit about your business venture uh, with Black Souls Sneaker Resale. Yes, yeah, sir. 
sneakers. So I'm just trying to keep people clean and fresh like you as well. So sneaker reselling business um, where I try to get in and tap into exclusive sneakers um, and people can kind of like buy them and purchase them. If you have special requests, you want a specific shoe, you're looking at a specific drop, you can tap in with me. I'll try to get the resources to secure that for you. And then, you know, we can do, go and do business from there. But yeah, I want people to feel their best in the shoes that they have. I want people to look their best in the shoes that they have. And I want people to feel fresh and clean. So again, you can tap in with me at blk.zo and also other expanding platforms that will be out soon. Tap in indeed. And speaking of tap in, I think we're getting a call from Senor Brandon and Bree. Now, for the folks who listened to us on our first episode, you know that uh, we started this as a cohesive unit, uh, and we definitely want to hear what Senio, Brandon, and Bree uh, has been up to. Uh, so starting with Brandunu, uh, we're going to ask a couple of questions. But before we get into that, let's rewind for our users and, and audiences, members out there who don't know, excuse me, audience members, um, what Black, National Black Business Month is. Um, so here's some background. August is National Black Business Month in America, a time where individuals and businesses recognize Black-owned businesses across the country. So this month traces its history back to 2004 when Frederick E. Jordan, an engineering entrepreneur, teamed up with John William Templeton, president and executive editor of scholarly publishing company E-Access Court to start the yearly event, according to Black Business Next Door. So now that we talked about some background, why do you think people don't know about this? Why do y'all think that people don't know about National Black Business? Hey, everyone, how's it going? It's Brandunu. Uh, beautiful time to be back on the Federal Podcast uh, with the fam again. Thanks for having me. Well, I would say the reason why the, uh, the, the people don't know about Black Business Month, it really uh, comes down to the concept of uh, propaganda and how the, uh, the media controls the, uh, the, the worldview and viewpoints of, you know, the the things around them are, are people inside of their communities, you know. So, I, we all have to come come together as a collective and, um, you know, learn about these things. You know, it's, it's our history. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Brianna. It's good to be on the Frederick Effect podcast again. Thanks for having me. Uh, I feel like I feel as if a lot of um, our peers don't know about Black Black uh, Business Month because it's not advertised enough. You don't see it a lot on social media. I haven't seen it that much um, on social media at all, besides when my brother, our scene posted, posted it. Really, it's not, I never really see it that much. That's why I feel it's not advertised. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna agree to what, you know, the last, the, the first two, uh, you know, speakers said, um, it's just mainly uh, propaganda and uh, also lack of education and awareness along within our community because we, you know, we prioritize uh, sports and entertainment, you know, um, and, you know, we don't really uh, lock in and focus on, uh, you know, black business and black entrepreneurship. All I heard was facts, facts, facts. Okay, so bring us up to speed on what you've been up to since the last podcast. Let's talk about that. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, the business been expanding, you know, just me getting out uh, networking and you know, organizing with uh, like-minded individuals who, you know, in, in the same field as me, you know, different things like that. So uh, it's, it's been good, you know, just um, running the business right, you know, because you, you yourself are your own brand, you know, so it's really all about professionalism, you know, and just, uh, just staying busy. Mainly what I've been locked in here on is uh, just really, um, 
you know, focus in, you know, becoming, you know, a, a better individual uh, besides business. And uh, when it comes to business, it's uh, just um, locking in and, uh, you know, just bringing the most value, you know, as I can to my clients and, uh, you know, just building my arsenal as far as, uh, you know, people in my space, you know, that do, uh, I do the same, that's in the same industry that, but that do different things, if that makes sense. Thank you. Appreciate those amazing answers. All right. So going on to the next question that I have, what do you want to share with our audience today about National Black Business Month? Basically, what I like to share about uh, Black Business Month is, um, you know, just, you know, be, bringing out more awareness, you know, about uh, the different issues in our community and uh, as well as, the, uh, you know, supporting the Black businesses as well as in your community. You know, it's really just all about coming together and, and, and fluorating as a, as a community, how a community is supposed to be uh, run wholeheartedly. Uh, that's, that's really what I would say. Pretty much for me, man, uh, what I would have to say is, you know, uh, Black, Black Business Month, you know, this is a, you know, a huge thing within our community. And, you know, uh, I just hope, you know, a lot of people really just lock in, man, and, um, and just, you know, strive to be the best, you know, the best that they could be. You know, and, and just research and just attain, you know, as much knowledge as possible about, you know, who we are and, you know, how far we come, you know, because it's a beautiful thing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay, so finally, where can we find you all at? How can we stay tapped in? How can we stay tuned in to what you have going on? Let us know some of those outlets. Yes, absolutely. Um, you guys can find me at my Instagram. Um, at Neferbaka, N-E-F-E-R-B-A-K-A, at Neferbaka on Instagram. And also you can find me on my website at www.neferbakareality.com. Get at me. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Bree underscore 1K underscore B-R-E-E with two N's underscore 1K underscore. Also you can find me on Twitter at B-R-E-A-N-N-A-G-U-S-T-A-V-E underscore Brianna Gustav underscore. And also you can find me uh, on Instagram, on um, both of my Instagrams, A-R Trust Solutions. So that'll be A-R-T-R-U-S-T Solutions, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S. And also you can find me on my personal page, Arsenio Frederick, A-R-S-E-N-I-O-F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C. And that's both uh, Instagram via Instagram. As mentioned by Alonzo earlier, tapped in is the essential key to the moment right now. So thank you all for uh, hopping in and letting the folks reconnect with y'all. Uh, we're definitely gonna pick it up uh, at another at another season, um, continue uh, trailblazing, see to the righteous and holding it down. Um, but with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and transition into our next segment. So we'll be right back. You're listening to The Federic Effect and this season is about National Black Business Month. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Arsene Jr., and I'm best known for the Federate brand. I hear you loud and clear. All over social media, there is commentary about how black culture should be celebrated 24 hours of the day, seven days of the week, and 365 days of the year. So get this. August is National Black Business Month. And I sat down with young black entrepreneurs and business owners to discuss what this means to them, their business venture, and they offer advice to black entrepreneurs looking to get started in business. 
how is that for celebrating black culture? Be sure to listen to the rest of this episode and the entire first season. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated with all things Federic Effect and leave a review on the listening platform. Let's do it for the culture, y'all. And we're back. It is always good to hear from family and connect with everyone. It would be a missed opportunity if we did not talk about how the legacy of Black Wall Street influences this conversation of National Black Business Month. Yo, Alonzo, tell the people a little bit about Black Wall Street. Yes, sir. According to the following sources, Britannica and One United. So Black Wall Street, I think, is a special place in American history. And I think it served as a platform that paved the way for Black communities and businesses to thrive. Not too long ago, Black men and women were not even allowed to own property. They faced violence and freedom restrictions, such as being stripped of the right to vote, endured other forms of racial segregation, and even race-based legislation. Even despite all of this, a sense of community and faith bloomed amongst Black neighborhoods, where isolation and segregation was the social norm. Black people gave each other a place for community, safety, and economic support. A perfect example of this, Black Wall Street, located in Greenwood neighborhood of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Black Wall Street was a thriving community in Greenwood in the early 1900s. This was a community that had bustling Black businesses, theaters, schools, social health, and a strong distribution of wealth among its middle and upper class. Reports even estimate that this community had more than 10,000 African-American residents, and they were all in a thriving condition. Black Wall Street, I think, was the epitome of self-sustainability community strength. Black people were able to support each other. They were able and allowed easier access for resources, savings, housing, jobs, education, and overall social health. In spite of all of this, racial tensions grew as a result of an accusation that was based off of the premise of sexual assault. So this accusation ignited a match that smothered hatred and resentment from the thriving or to the thriving Black Wall Street community. The accusation inspired a lynch mob, which included nearly 2,000 KKK members who wanted to get quote unquote justice. Everything came crashing down on Black Wall Street in May 31st, 1921. It was just 16 hours where police had arrested over 60% of the Black residents living in Black Wall Street. Mobs burned down Black businesses, homes, and they murdered hundreds of Black citizens. When Black men joined forces to protect their homes, they were ultimately driven out of their community to fight for their lives. By today's estimate, the dreadful and murderous 16 hours caused more than $30 million in damage. The residents of Black Wall Street were blamed for the death, the destruction, and the government made it nearly impossible to be able to rebuild and sustain something like Black Wall Street. But I think that a new Black Wall Street could be formed if we start working together. Working together is right. And as I'm thinking about uh, this background that you provided, Alonzo, I want to provide a disclaimer. On the Federica Fed podcast, we don't talk about or to Black people, we talk with them. So we want to pay homage to the community of the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for years. Many were afraid to tell their story due to fear of the same exact thing happening again. So moving forward, we're basing our conversation from the documentary, The Legacy of Black Wall Street, produced by the Oprah Winfrey Network, where the story is told directly from the mouth of community members affected and their descendants. So this segment is a conversation 
started by the community members and we want to center their voices as more become aware. And I think about just some takeaways and some thoughts from the documentary itself and the relevance of, of this to National Black History Month. And, and I'll start with my experience as an undergraduate student at Florida State. What I remember is just seeing and witnessing, and I'm still connected to those folks today, is for folks who are uh, on the creative side of photography um, during graduation, there are so many photographers and so many skilled and talented individuals who have those unique and innate abilities to go ahead and take those photos and edit it for folks um, so they can commemorate this accomplishment uh, in their lives. Many of the students are first generation, at least the folks that I community consistently communicated with. Um, but then there's also individuals like myself who want to do a blog, a podcast, and a blog. We have creatives who um, are really good on Adobe InDesign, Adobe Pro, editing videos, editing logos, all of those things. I remember one point I was, <laughs> I was, I had a lot of different hairstyles <laughs> that I wanted to kind of check, ch try out. So I did the bald, bald haircut for a while. I did the comb twist, and when I did that, there was a black female who, um, a black woman, a, a black girl who went ahead and uh, kind of got me right and got me together. And so when I think about the innovation and creativity uh, in that particular aspect, I think it's really important to acknowledge that um, and, and, and bring that to light in this conversation about National Black Business Month, Young Black Entrepreneurs, and how time and time again, we're consistently influenced by the story of Black Wall Street, even though not a lot of people across the United States know about it. Alonzo, what has it been like for you? Yeah, yes. I echo a lot of what you said. So even me being a student at Morehouse College right now, I see a lot of the same kind of like behaviors playing out where you have people that kind of just find each other and they work together with whatever skills that they bring to the table. So if you need somebody to do your hair, they got you. If you need somebody to like cook for you, they got you. And these people create like these businesses out of it. And they um, kind of like, eat a sub-economy to support themselves and to be able to kind of sustain themselves as they matriculate through college. And I think it's just so unique and it's so interesting that even when we don't have all the resources, even when we don't have all the things going our way, we still find each other and kind of work together and bring all that we have to the table or even bring all we have to somewhere and build a table sometimes. So I think that that notion and that sentiment is something that transform even from Black Wall Street into modern day and we can potentially cultivate that and blow it up in our young people today that might not have um, the support behind them, that might not see what their skills and their visions manifest into businesses and really just drive them into that mindset that this can be something that you can capitalize off of and you can be able to do it with the support of us, by us, and with us in mind. With the support, with us in mind, for us, by us. Listen, Solange said it best. This is for us and it's for and it's by us. <laughs> I can't give y'all the, the full vocals or, or, the, or the full, full, full uh, 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 lyrics itself. You have to go to Apple Music title or Spotify for that. But thank you so much for sharing that insight on that uh, National Black Business Month and Black Wall Street. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, time to talk about something important. Have you ever considered using a fashion consultant for your events and occasions? So when I first started wearing suits, I had a lot of questions. How do I make sure my attire is appropriate for the event? 
where do I go to find something affordable, yet high quality, and more? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is simple. Federic Styles. I'm Arsene Jr., owner and founder of Federic Styles. Federic Styles is a fashion consulting agency specifically for suits. We work with clients to provide a fashion-forward experience tailored to their desires for the following occasions. Weddings, funerals, fundraisers, work and professional conferences, media campaigns, political campaigns, traveling occasions, and more. Federic Styles is easy to navigate for all ages, genders, and identities. So if you're looking for affordability and high quality, check us out on social media at Federic Styles. That's at F-R-E-D-E-R-I-Q-S-T-Y-L-E-S. Or head over to our website at www.federicstyles.com. That's www.f-r-e-d-e-r-i-q-s-t-y-l-a-s.com. Can't wait to work with you. I'm excited. And we're back. You're listening to the Federica Fett Podcast with host Federica and guest co-host Alonzo. So all of these episodes, uh, there are many episodes outside of this one. <laughs> uh, we, we did go a little long, but, you know, it's important to contextualize, right, what we're going to be talking about, right? Um, so, uh, again, there are going to be many episodes, which means that they'll last for no more than 30 minutes. We understand that, you know, our listeners across the U.S. Um, have so many things going on, so many things to do. So we wanted to bring you something that is intentional, impactful, meaningful, but also concise. And yeah, you all can tap into the full length of these episodes on the following platforms. Anchor, Beaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. So make sure y'all tap in. Tap in is right. Thanks for joining us, Alonzo. We got a jam-packed week, and we're going to put off for the culture. We're going to represent. So tell us, where can people find you, um, and do you have any final remarks for our audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know the vibes. Thank you for having me. So people can find me or get at me at B-O-K.Zoe on Twitter or on Instagram. And on Twitter, you can get at me at Z-O-E is black, B-L-A-B-C-K, a little alternate spelling for the black part. But yeah, thank you again for having me. And make sure y'all tap into this series. Tap in is right. So tune into our next episode with educator and entrepreneur Raquel, where we talk about her business venture, Raise the Bar Investments. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, everyone.